0: grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text that engages us today for the sermon is the Old Testament lesson read from Malachi chapter 4, just a few moments ago. Sitting in silence, waiting, the Price is Right playing on the television overhead, A man sits next to me, silently. We share a few words, then more silence. Together we read an excerpt from Psalm 27. We pray. We wait. The ticking of the clock on the wall makes the seconds feel more like minutes, the minutes more like hours, and eventually... The hours begin to feel like days. With each passing second, the apprehension grows, the silence deepens, and words begin to feel empty. The undercurrent of worry overtakes the seemingly serene surface waters. And then he walks in. The surgeon says, everything went well, the patient, is resting comfortably, and you can hear the deep sigh. And in an instant, the tension of the moment is relieved. Waiting is not something that we like very much. In fact, if we're honest, we're not actually really good at waiting. We're not good at waiting because there's a lack of certainty when we wait. If we're waiting on test results, will they be the results we want? Will I get the grade on that test that I'm hoping for? Will I get the job? Will I get whatever product it is that I'm after? We also aren't good at waiting because we want what we want and we want it now. In fact, I read an article on Waiting this week that said the average person today will wait no longer than two seconds for a web page to load before they go somewhere else. And while that's not instant, that's pretty darn close. So what is it that you are waiting for? What is it in your life that has you checking your phone, checking your email, checking your front porch... To see if it's there yet. In our text for today, we find God's people waiting for something, too. For millennia, they had been waiting. And God had made promises to them across time. To Noah, I will establish my covenant with you. To Abraham, I will make of you a great nation. To your offspring, I will give this land To Moses, I will deliver my people from Egypt. And the list goes on and on. Each time God promises, there's a period of waiting. And each promise fulfilled in time. And here, in these words from Malachi, he brings yet another promise to the people. A promise that opens up that judgment day is coming, that those that have rejected God will be consumed by fire. But, but for those that fear the name of God, for those that call on him as Lord and Savior, that deliverance will come. That the God of hosts will bring healing. The words of God bringing hope to a people. A hope for deliverance that would be fulfilled some 400 years later in an unassuming scene as a baby is laid in a manger. A baby that would grow up to turn all of those expectations for a Messiah on their head. A baby that didn't grow into a man of military might, but a man of truth and love. Of humility and service. One of sacrifice, who in the words from the hymn that we're familiar with, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in him. The promise of God fulfilled. The hope of salvation complete in him, in his life, death, and resurrection, God's word shined true as it always has. But as the word of God came through Malachi and arrived on the ears of the people, this had not happened yet. They had been waiting for a really long time. They had been enslaved. They'd been exiled. And only a remnant had ever returned. And so battered and bruised, these words fall on their ears. And I can only imagine the people saying, how long, O Lord, how long must we wait even just 200 years after this, we find recorded in the apocryphal book of 1 Maccabees that they're waiting in the silence from God, stacking altar stones on one another, waiting for a new prophet to bring God's word to them, to instruct them. And some 2,000 years later, here we sit, waiting, waiting for him To return, knowing that his word of promise is good, knowing that our redemption has been completed in Christ Jesus. But the waiting is hard, it's not something that we're very good at. And though God's word was, God's word is, and always will be true, we aren't really true in our waiting. Ever since that first fall of Adam and Eve, we continue to fall short. And if we look back in the Old Testament, we find a great illustration of how this plays out in our lives. In the book of Judges, in this seamlessly ending, unending cycle. The people did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord's anger was then kindled against them. He delivered them over to oppressors. They cry out to him. And then he sends a deliverer to set them free. Lather, rinse, repeat. And we aren't all that patient in our waiting either. The things of this world, they catch our eye. The struggles of the day captivate our attention we find ourselves caught up in the stresses of work and life and we take god and we put him in a box and we set him up on the shelf only to take him down and open it up when we find or that we acknowledge that we need something from him waiting is hard and on our own That waiting is an impossible feat. But as God's word flows through Malachi, he points to something else as we prepare for the arrival of our Lord and Savior family. We are given a family to wait with, brothers and sisters in Christ. And unfortunately, in this sin-sick and dying world, family doesn't sound all that comforting to all of us. For some of us, that family that we were born into has been broken by lies and deception, by infidelity and divorce, things that aren't God-pleasing, and they don't provide us with a place to wait patiently for the Son of Righteousness to rise with healing on His wings. Brothers, family is that safe place to be pointed to Christ, to his love and salvation, to his return and restoration. But no matter which category the family you were born into falls, it isn't perfect. It is still marred by the effects of sin in this world. But just as you didn't choose to be born into whatever family you were born into, you didn't choose to be called to faith in Christ Jesus. Through those waters of holy baptism, the old self is drowned and a new self arose from those waters. Called into the family of God, we now wait patiently together for his return. We stand together in this place as sinner saints, as brothers and sisters of the Most High God, watching and waiting with the shore. And certain hope of the resurrection. And this waiting, this waiting takes different forms at different times. Now we, we gather together in this place, being served by God in word and sacrament, hearing His word proclaimed to us, joining our voices together and praising Him. At other joyful times in life, we gather around at sauerkraut and bratwurst and pies, lifting our mugs of root beer high in the air as a chorus of laughter rises to the heavens. And also in the difficult times. Times when we sit together in silence at a bedside, holding the hand of one of our family members, praying with them, quietly reading scripture as they pass into the nearer presence of God. All the while, together. At times, being reminded, and times reminding others of the promises of God, that we were bought at a price, that in him death has lost its sting, that he is faithful even when we aren't. That his word always rings true. That we don't wait as a people without a hope, but as a people with the sure, the certain hope of the resurrection on the last day. A sinful, broken, unfaithful, imperfectly waiting family covered completely in the perfect love, mercy, and grace of the God of all things waiting with certainty that the son of righteousness will rise with healing on his wings. Brothers and sisters in Christ, wait with certainty. Wait patiently together for the Lord. His word is true, and he is returning to gather his people. Amen. And now... May the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.